This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Universe's live coverage of SEMA 2016 is proudly brought to you by Forza Horizon 3 for the Xbox One and Windows PCs. Get yourself a copy of Forza Horizon 3 at Xbox.com on Xbox Live or your favorite retailer. All right. Once again, live from the SEMA 2016 show floor inside the MagnaFlow booth, it is the Hooniverse podcast. Uh, i got to thank MagnaFlow once again for being uh, the gracious hosts that they are and putting up with our crap and feeding us and giving us water and space. It's been fantastic. So go buy their stuff because they like us, and hopefully you like us. Their stuff's also really, really, really good. It is really good. You shouldn't buy it, you buy it just based on like. It's actually good. Yeah. So uh, I also have to thank Forza for helping us get out here, and uh, they sent out two big rigs of Forza Horizon 3 that have not gone unused for more than five minutes the entire show. They've been very, very popular. It's a great game. We've wasted a lot of time on it. I'm sure you've heard us talk about it on TST because uh, we've been doing that for a long time. Also, Fanatec for sending out wheel and pedal boxes for those things because they're awesome and basically the best you could buy. They're expensive, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. All right. So good. So we've got uh, Musto, we've got Pat, and we've got Larry. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So here we go. Whether you like it or not. Larry Casilla, Mike Musto, in case in case people don't know. Yeah. Are you, are you kidding right now? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you that famous? They <laughs> <laughs> don't know who Larry is. That's fine. Continue. For the 12 of you. That know who Larry is <laughs> by his voice. By his voice alone, yeah, moron. Well, these are the people that use carnival wax as uh, lubricant. Shall yeah, say. yeah. Oh, if they're wearing Larry's on his phone right now, <laughs> so how has SEMA been, Mike? SEMA's been good, man. It's been it's it's been unbelievably busy. And I'm, have you guys like talked about SEMA trends and stuff? No, not so up much actually. Down? We've no. been in this cage. Yeah, that's kind of true. No, it's sad there's no BRZs. Last year, every other car was a BRZ. There's one BRZ with a 458 motor. Yeah, I was kidding. Yeah, and that's the yeah. But I just went and looked at that. That thing is fucking awesome. Yeah, that's. There's also uh, I was also introduced to Mercury Racing is doing a dual overhead cam setup for LS motors too. Yeah, I heard that was coming back. That's yeah. good. That is a very wide motor. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool though. There's <laughs> I haven't seen a lot, a lot. I just wandered around and just kind of picked and choose and like oh, I don't have a lot of time. You know, there's I mean, there's been a lot of good stuff here, but there still hasn't been anything that I walked by and said, "Oh my god, that's that's groundbreaking." No. Whereas I think like three or four or five years ago when we walked around, we would always see kind of you get an idea of what the latest trends were in the market and where it was going. But now there's stuff that I'm looking at and I'm like, okay, that was here two years ago. That was here three years ago. You know, we've seen some cars that are that are so overly styled that we're like, all right, well, that's here for that. That'll be good. That's outdated at the end of this show. Yeah. You know, what I mean? it's the simple stuff. It's like Magnus's car that's over at Mobile One, the gray one, the gray. Uh, 993 964 hybrid. Mm-hmm. That thing is spectacular. Yeah. BBI did a little work on it, and it's got the fender vents of a GT3 RS, yeah. and it's got the it's got the uh, 
roof lines of a GT3 RS. They took the uh, the uh, the seals around the side, the, the water drainage on the mm-hmm. side. I yeah. just went, I just they talked to Magnus. Yeah. He was super cool. He gave mm-hmm. me the whole tour of the car. Yeah, he shaved those off. Mm-hmm. He put the uh, the what are those called? In the in the hood and in the roof. You know the, the little vents. Uh, the, not the vents uh, where it goes up the hood. And it's got the little valley in there. It's not a vent. It's call a outs little, like a crease, like a crease. But yeah. he took the crease, he, he shrunk it, and then made it go all the way up the back of the car. Yeah, that looks great. Yeah, he was. That, he said that was the most exciting part of doing it. He basically had to redo the roof and redo the hood. Yeah, but the car still looks classic. That's you the whole thing. No, I agree with Mike. Mike yeah. saying though, there's nothing like you're not you're not seeing anything that's like I've never seen that idea. Right, like, that's a, that's a really or cleanly like, done portion. Or like all that raw wilt crap. What the fuck? It's over. It's I, over. Well, that, but that came out years ago. It did, but in the same token, it's still here. Yeah, right. And there's the, honestly, there's probably about six of them because I'm kind of obsessed with looking at them because they're all usually 964s or 993s, yeah. which is like my world. I think they look pretty good. But I do too. I, yeah, but doesn't that kill you when you see one yeah, of these? I saw, it's, I, dude, it's I a saw debate, one. It's a debate. Everybody has it. I saw one pull up and they're all on bags, right? So as soon as I see a Porsche on airbags, not all of them. I'm like, but a lot of them. ruined. Completely ruined. Here's I, what changed my mind about them. Well, one, they look like. The race cars, like yeah, the race which cars is are cool, and I fun. get that. And then Larry Chen, who shoots for Speed Hunters and yeah. everything else on the planet, raced one with the guy that started RWB. Yeah, and he said the car was amazing. They did like an endurance race, and the car handled great. It was on bags or it was on no, regular suspension. suspension? Suspension, yeah. So if it's built right and set up right, I think it, it's just like an RSR car. It's like a wider Porsche. It's the Porsche yeah. purist that freaks out. That's I, yeah, I have yeah. this yeah, discussion but, but, all the time. But, but, like, don't mangle a car. Like, as I say, hey, I want to do it to no, my car. There are RWBs that are just the fenders, and I think those are the good-looking ones. It's when they start tacking on, like, double spoilers and shit like that that's when it starts getting right famous. exactly I agree with that. I don't like the double spoiler but I do like the white I, I don't know I, agree. I, I, I don't like I'm that I like it but I like it I, yeah. I don't know well it's like a guilty pleasure almost. well it's like because I want I kind of want to do it to my car I don't but think would I'd you ever do, no I wouldn't do it right I know Right. But if I am, if I were to do it, I would get a donor car but getting a donor 964 is like finding a kidney at this point yeah it's impossible um, and I've, then, seen, I've seen a lot of copper this year that maybe that's like the new yeah. jam like a lot yeah. of wheels is copper yeah, yeah, a, lot, yeah. a lot of accents is pretty cool like yeah. it's, it's instead of because brushed aluminum is been well it's weird it's a lot of these cars now it almost looks like they have a little bit of a steampunk vibe yeah. going to them which is not not a bad thing if it's done correctly yeah you know? what was like that what was the car that you filmed a couple of years ago that was truly steampunk that, and it had that was Chris's, that was Chris's 33, Chris's 33. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that, that thing, car's here yeah that car's here I haven't seen Chris though uh, it's in it's in the factory 5 booth because underneath, it's okay, but that was—I mean, he—he he hit the ball out of the park with the that car. Gauges Every, the that gauges, car the stacks, the wheels. What the, is it? A steampunk? What did you say? Yeah, it's like it's kind of a steampunk. What does that mean? Feel. So, do, do you live under a rock? Steampunk. Think of like, think of like Victorian style industrial, but with like copper and brass accents, and very handmade. This is a new market for you, pal. Come on, polishing steam. Okay, well, cars. Larry still has a faux hawk. And yeah, that's true. Ten years after that was invented, so <laughs> that's, that's he doesn't really. Wear. And he's got blue sneakers on. It seems like a cross of like sci-fi, industrial stuff, and then retro things. And it's just I'm not one to bag on people. Those shoes look like Alex Sharkey's Porsche. How about they're just comfortable? Like, moving fine. on. Stop <laughs> focusing on my hair and my shoes. Sure. Um, <laughs> I think the one that I'm looking that's going to be, I think, big next year is going to be the dual clutch conversion because the Tremec transmission is going to start hitting the, it's going to hit the Mustang and the Corvettes. Yeah. And that's just going to hit everything after that because you can, the thing is, is that they built that transmission and by all indications, it was meant for the C7 and Corvette went, nah, we're just going to do an automatic. And then everybody went, that's stupid. Um, 
in now that's just going to hit everything. So the from there, once Tremec releases in those, they'll leave it open for everybody to order. Oh, sure, they will. it'll be in everything. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, which is absolutely fine. I wouldn't mind a dual clutch in my car. I'll tell you that right now. What have you seen muscle car wise here? Um, not. I'll be honest, not that much. I mean, there's a couple of cars that I've seen, and it's strange because I've never really been into, like, the 40s and the 50s cars. It's just not my my thing. But I've seen a couple of them right now that are done so well. Like, there's a um, a 51 Ford that's like a, um, a battleship gray with these small kind of brushed accents on it that is simply stunning. There's another. There's a 55 Chrysler convertible. That's another one that you look at, and, you know, when you see these cars on their own, in stock form, you just go, ah, oh, they're okay. These two, however, have just blown my mind because they are so perfectly done that I'm going, I would, I would love to, I would not only love to own it, but I would love to drive that. I would love to display it. So every now and then you see these builders come up with stuff, and it's almost like they're going backwards, but just giving it these little nuances to bring it to the next level in stock form. And they, they've been blown away by it, you know? And I mean, I think that's the, that's the best thing, right? When you can take something that already looks good... Give it small, small detail changes, and then all of a sudden people go, oh, oh my I God. mean, Robert Singer, his car. That's the uh, same thing. Magna, that car Magnus just did. That's it, right. You know, or like a lot of the really classic Foose builds have been like the ones that you can't tell what they did. Right. And that's... that's Well, you walk by it once and you just look at it. Then you wait, you turn around and you go, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you start picking the things out that have been changed. Jason Engel over at Classic Recreations, his cars are like that too. Yeah. Where like... He told me he spent like six weeks on a spoiler on the Z- on the uh, Camaro he built last year. Yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be, it's a shame that real estate in this building is so expensive because if you could take the, a stock whatever you know, like take take that fifty one Ford, yeah, and then put it next to a bone stock fifty one Ford, oh. and then people can go, oh, the drip rails are gone. Right. Oh, this right, is right, gone. Right. Oh, this is gone. And yeah. then you really see how much work went into that. Look. That's right. But it's amazing how much it changes just the personality and the overall presence of the car. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, yeah, that, that's the stuff that always catches my eye. Um, a lot of the other stuff, I'm just like, it's it's okay. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just, I haven't been blown away by it. Like, I saw a 68 Coupe de Ville, you know, in one of the booths that's just been, it's been lowered with a different set of wheels. The interior was done. And I'm like, that thing is amazing looking. And I don't know. Maybe it's just, I'm just getting older. And we also I, see you also you see everything. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've been exposed to. to so that's a, a I think, I think stuff, if someone never been here and they don't work in the business, they come in and they get their mind blown. But if we we are so close to it that every day we see what's going on, and so like there's no big surprise. No, especially with Instagram now, you'll see anything being built before it shows up. Yeah, exactly. exactly. What about you, Larry? I mean, is there how much working around have you actually done? Have you seen any like really cool sponges? Yeah, uh, <laughs> or like. Orbital buffers. <laughs> I'm going to keep quiet or here. Child, my little, my little child. As you continue to make a successful business yeah, and make yeah. more money than, I, more than I'll ever will. Yes, thank you. So no, no, honestly, like, I mean, obviously, you're a big Porsche guy. Is there any of that stuff that's no, Nothing crazy. Like, what's your I, I, favorite I host that's here? <laughs> Such a jerk. No, but do, I mean, quiet. do you gravitate, as a Porsche guy, do you gravitate more towards the classic? So, for instance, like, we talked about the Robelt stuff. But, I mean, do you, do you look at stuff and say, you know, I, I'd like to keep it more classic or I'd like to take it to that next level and how far would you go? Because not like Cause for nothing, your 964 is pretty modified, but it's awesome. tastefully done. Yeah, awesome. It's really well you done. You wouldn't look at that and go that, other than the wheels, you wouldn't look at that and go, I don't think... Well, now now I have cup ones on it, so oh, okay. it's just, it looks like, I'm, I mean, I painted them gold, but it's not like I have, you know, 20s on it or something crazy. Right. So it looks, it looks period correct. 
It is purely correct. Right. Uh, to answer the question, I'm not. I'm not purely like, oh, I have to be uh, a 356 guy or like yeah. old school stuff. And I, li- I like the newer stuff. We were talking earlier. I, I'm like obsessed now with getting. You know, I would love to get a 991 GT3 because it's not a stick. And everyone's like, oh, I want a you know a six speed or you know whatever. Yeah. I, want, I want one that's automatic, so yeah. I can just drive it every day. And like I do 50 other things while I'm driving, which is probably not a great idea. But sometimes I just like to throw it in drive and then just go. Yeah, not think about and it. And then because when I'm driving my the 964, it's it's not a race car, but it's a you know what I mean. It's not as comfortable as you might think. And so it's got a super heavy clutch. Well, you're integrated into the experience. It's like when you get in there, like you smell like smoke, and you have to, you know what I mean? It's like a whole yeah. experience. So sometimes I just want to get in and like go somewhere and not. Get when out the like, GT350 ships next year with the dual clutch, how appealing is that going to be? Oh, Larry and I have had this conversation. We had this has been like a four-hour conversation, and then we had one before this. So I first need to understand because there's been arguments back and forth, which I need to ask you about. But one of my buddies who's here has a GT350, mm-hmm. and he says the difference between the GT50 and the R. Is, is negligible, meaning some... I, I don't know the answer to this. I'm just telling you what he said. You're, Mike, you're saying that it is neg- there's a tune it, on it? It's not. Neg- it's not. I mean, the GT350 will lap most circuits about three and a half seconds faster than the GT350. I mean, you have carbon fiber wheels. You mean the R? The R. The, uh, yeah. Yeah, the um, carbon wheels are... Carbon wheels are I mean, worth the, the, the lack of the, Yeah, the rotating mass is massive. But then you've got, as far as I know, you have a different suspension setup on the car. And then I believe it has a different tune on it. Now the question right? the question I always think though is like it's all if it's all what? I think the uh, elephant in the room is the one on the Camaro actually. Oh yeah. That thing is well, forty five grand. The V eight is forty five grand, it's called well, you, MR. It's you just drove it. I just said it was amazing. I'm just looking to see if I can actually say anything about it. I think I'm not the cylinder above. Oh okay. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't say anything. And it's from what I understand, the difference in that and the GT three is gonna be pretty negligible. Oh, for lap times, yeah. Uh, you think the one LE is going to be faster? It has every possibility. Being and we haven't even seen the Z28 yet. No. Yeah. So That's how good the Alpha chassis is. But, because I, I drove a new Camaro SS, still can't see it that well. The seats weren't that comfortable. Well, that's... that's like, it's an awesome, awesome driver's car. It is. But, but like, I, I would rather own one of the Mustangs. Well, if, if you're going to drive the Mustang as a daily, it's great. But to, to give you an example, like, we were at Laguna Seca not too long ago. And I have a buddy of mine that just bought the R, and he came out of a Viper ACR because he, he said, I love the ACR. He was the best track car I've ever had. But to your point, Larry, I need something that I can drive all the time and enjoy and, you know. Yeah, the R is only, I mean, the, well, the he, ACR is only a track car. Well, You're stupid if you drive that every day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, to his to the, to the guy's point, he's like, I was running 138s in the, in the GT350R at Laguna Seca. Now, for those that don't know, that's booking. At Laguna Seca, right in a production-based car. Um, I mean, granted, you're going to have the kind of the oddballs that, that are a lot. Calling faster. that a production car is a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, but though. here's the thing: like Pat and I drove the GT50R for an entire day, along with a, a ZR1 and an ACR. And at, at day's end, nobody wanted. It was a Z06. Oh, a Z06. And um, at day's end, we all wanted to jump in the the Mustang because it was just it was big and it was comfortable. Well, on the Z06, it overheated six times over. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a car get that hot. It's they, oh, 260? It was like 260. Three, it was it, it was, was crazy. Hot. They fucked the engineering up on that car so bad. Which car? The Z06. They they completely screwed it up. They yeah. put that tiny blower on it, overdrove it, and like, yep. ah, why are intake temperatures 250 degrees? I'm baking fucking cookies in my energy bay. You know? Dude, 
it was it was frightening. We're like, this thing's going to pop. Uh, we were taking pictures of the temperature gauge, not the car. Right. Uh, about a week after reporting, journalists started like reporting that was an issue. Lingenfelter went, huh? Let's put, let's put a 2.3 liter on there and see what happens. Fixed instantly yeah. in like 800 horsepower. Right. So, right, right. That's stupid. Well, it's funny. Is, is, is the difference between the R and the 350 is suspension and carbon wheels. You can get after. I wonder if the price difference that, can be beaten by like a that, good suspension setup. Well, that's exactly what the point is I was trying to make. I wonder if you could just buy the 350 and then put a bunch of stuff on it. Like your wing or whatever that you know, unless there's a tune issue, then then that goes out yeah. the way. If the wheels, gonna, you know. If okay. you're going to do that though, you might as well just get a GT and do that work. I mean, the only thing you're going to be missing is the flat plane. Well, the problem right now, again, I'm just saying what I heard, you know, repeating. Apparently, they're twenty. We saw on eBay they're going for a hundred, but that's some jerk on eBay. Fine, but at the dealership, are they actually asking twenty thousand over? Yeah, like you can do that like legally. Is that normal? No, more than that. Like you go to the Ford dealer and say, "I want an R." Yeah. The price that says on the on, yeah, the, plus on, on the internet, and then a dude comes in the suit and says, "Oh, it's plus twenty on that." Well, that'll that the work. There is no such. I maintain there is no such thing as a limited edition Mustang. They will crank out eight thousand more of those over the course of the next yeah. two years, and they will completely lose the premium. It's well, against like religions to pay eighty yeah, to hundred thousand dollars for a Mustang. I'm but, sorry, yeah. but Larry, but, here's the other thing: you can you go out, and you can. I agree. It's insane. But that's a great sixty-five thousand dollar car. I, uh, right. I agree. It's a terrible eighty thousand dollar car. Well, the, and, and right. Imagine yeah. the awful hundred thousand. And so, what's the difference between the st- the sticker price of the three fifty and the R? From what we looked at last night, it was like six grand or something. Am I wrong? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, yeah, something like that. yeah. You're getting more than six thousand dollars worth of wheels in that. Right. True. So the R is the better value. Oh no, th- those wheels should be twenty grand. Yeah. If you remember the carbon people, they were selling those for twenty grand a set. Yeah. Yeah. So. The, the R is worth the money over the 350, but is the car is itself the worth, worth it. what they're offering, right. charging right now? And I think when the SS or the L1LE comes out, and then eventually the Z28, the, those will probably fall in value because right. it gets smoked. Everything's going to like kind of settle out. Yeah. Well, because well, right now the, the Mustang's the only thing available. It's like, oh, you want a muscle car that's super fast around a track, and you don't want to I mean, buy a 911 It's the Porsche Cayman GT4 syndrome. Like, well, everyone's like, oh my god, one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. I have to have this yeah, car but, now. You but to your point, you can go out and buy a base GT and make it fa- and make it kill a GT350R. Well, that's that's the question I'm trying to answer. Like, or can you not do that? Well, you can. Yeah, so like, here's the deal. His car is so for that. I did that. I bought. I went out, and this was when the Laguna Seca came out. Everybody was like, "This is the greatest car ever." I have a 13 model Mustang GT. That's that's a base model car. I mean, base, base, base. I had it built into a. You know, basically, what is now a 997 GT3 killer, mm-hmm. right? And everybody's like, "That's not going to work." Well, I, I prove it every time I go on the racetrack, and do I've that done it for cars. But like, no one's going to spend thirty grand to do that. Maybe Why? Mustang well, yeah, because, but, because but, but you are. But here's the deal: my, you have a certain budget that you're going to set, right? And what are your expectations for the car? Well, a, a, a um, GT350R is eighty grand for argument's sake. Okay, say if you can only go out and get a different dealer, and you can get it for that. Right, or you can buy a base model Mustang GT. You can take it to the right people, right? Like we, I had mine modified by Cortex Racing for another twenty five thousand dollars, right? So what are you all in? So let's go apples to apples. Fifty grand. So at fifty grand for a two thousand and thirteen all modified, you know, consider it the best race car ever. Yeah. And then one that you buy from a billion dollar Ford that probably figured it out. At the right price, meaning the price that they put on the website. Right. The difference, the spread between the two of that, let's call that, is ten thousand dollars. So the question that you're posing is: Is it worth the ten thousand to get the non monked well, around? And you're part? also we're also d- discounting resale value. Which Correct. The R- That's true. The R will, the R will always be higher. That's right. Um, it, 
it's all covered under warranty. Like there's right. all those other factors to be well, but at the same time, the new interior. That, well, that's true, but that's also talking about if you're just going to stay with Mustang. Whereas my whole thing was, if I could have gone out and bought anything, I would have bought a GT3. Yeah. Right? I, I couldn't do that, so I bought a Mustang, and I had to make it at the performance level of a GT3. Why did for you basically buy a GT3? Because you're very rich because you have yeah, on the internet. Right, of course. Well, everybody knows that I'm I'm a baller. Right. Yeah. We all make lots and on lots a, of money on a, with videos on the internet. Very conservative budget. Um, so, well, yeah. How, but how is your car to drive on the street in Mustang? It's not... It, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, I, I honestly just took it on a 2,500-mile road trip. Um, but I didn't have my track wheels and tires on I had the stock wheels and tires on and it was totally it was fine it wasn't you know it was loud and it was stiff um, but I don't think it would have been any different than driving a Z28 Camaro I think it, that that's yeah, what it, that's basically what it feels like um, well how but was the 350R how does that feel no the, no the 350R you can you can absolutely 100% drive that car mm-hmm. every single day everywhere I think that's what they're figuring out, and that's what you get with money is you get the more can-do-it-all yeah. car. But again, mm-hmm. you know. if you can get it for what the dealer's supposed to say, like I said, it's a great $60,000, $65,000 car. It's not a great $80,000 yeah. car. I, I, will say, I, I will agree with you. The markup makes it makes your scenario way more palatable. Right. If you buy it at the price that it's on their worldwide website, I agree. I think your idea is not as good as buying a car that's already... No, dude, I, I totally at agree. 80000 yeah, you got to point well, out. We're also like, then discounting totally the fact right. that Used Mustang GTs are basically that. falling off of trees. They're so yeah, cheap, exactly. Because yeah. here we just we just did the big tune shootout for Drive, and Maxim Motorsports brought their Mustang out. And it's like it was a twenty fifteen, yeah. which now you can get for like twenty grand. Right, and they had ten thousand into it, and then the op, the most expensive thing on it were the shocks, right. and you can drop down a level of shocks and spend like. Thirty uh, percent of what they spent eight thousand dollars on JRIs, yeah, and it's like, yeah, you can get three thousand dollars shocks, and then yeah. it'll be about eighty five percent of what this is. And that car was amazing; had tons of control, really easy to drive fast, and that you could get into for thirty three. We add them up thirty three thousand dollars up the door. Yeah, but the other thing you could do right now is you can get a brand new Z twenty eight for fifty grand. Yes, you can. That's mm-hmm. right. Which right. is that's, like that's the bargain. That is slaughter. Which about is everything. like a couple seconds off a of GT three fifty R. Yeah, it's not much. A couple seconds? Be, no, 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 no. no. A twenty eight seconds is like no. a, like a year. It's not a couple yeah, seconds. Yeah, well, it off. is, but. Is it? It's even closer than that, aren't Yeah, yeah it's way okay. closer than that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the GT350 is slightly faster in mid-corner. That's about it. Yeah. But the, the, the Z28 is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the race car. Yeah. yeah. But that's for 50 grand. Wait a second. The new one? The two, like one we haven't seen? If you're 5.7. Yeah, 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 because if you're over 6 feet, you can't one see it. One with the crazy yeah, suspension. Yeah, it's true. It's an all-bound suspension one. And those yeah. used, yeah. I think, are going in the 40s now. Which is a, a which is a steel unbelievable yeah. bargain. It's a terrible road car, but it's a track car. Fantastic. I was on the track with one behind it, and I noticed that when it went around a turn, it literally nothing moved. nothing moved. It was totally flat. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. It was like a reg- just a regular dude who wasn't really into. He's like, oh, I'm gonna go a track. I mean, he just destroyed everybody. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. insane. Oh. Harris, he drove it on uh, Watkins Glen. He's like, this thing's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. They've got their shit together, man. GM Either. is like, they're on point. Yeah. Really their chassis are. people are well. And that I haven't driven it yet, but the Grand Sport was turning out numbers faster than the GT3. Yeah, but well, Zach, didn't you say you couldn't see out of that car? Yeah, I don't like the Camaro because I can't see out of it, and I'm not that tall. You, 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 you can't see out of it. You with a helmet on wouldn't fit in the car. No. Well then, what the hell? Good. We're well, discuss- it's not good to you. <laughs> this isn't called the Help Larry Shop Show. We're right. discussing <laughs> trends in the automotive business at SEMA. All right, fine. Dick. Forget it. <laughs> I can't hear anything with these microphones. I mean, these headphones. Headphones. Yeah. Sorry, man. 
Hello? Somebody yanked on the cable and broke it, what? basically. <laughs> <laughs> you, you should wait and then buy a 911 GT3 when, they, really when the price do. comes down. Well, I just told them to buy a 911, a used 997 turbo. Ah, uh, no. I can't do it. Why not? Because it's a turbo. I don't like turbos. Why? Because they're better and they're faster? And well, they because handle, you mean, work really hard on the track and then a turbo, you go... You know, like the like the sound when they go by you and, and pass like, everybody because that's yeah. an and awful the guy's feeling. Like holding a cup of coffee, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, don't you hate it when you pass? Oh, everybody. you're mad. Okay, uh, I'm mad because yeah, he's, he's faster. Yeah, yes. yeah right. You get that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's mad because lack of talent. Oh, but there's, right. There's right. also an yeah, argument. The I mean, turbo makes it for that. We know a guy that has a 996 over at BBI that he basically just like I don't care anything about it so long as the body is straight and the paint's not wrecked. And he's like, well, it's going to be faster than a brand new GT3 when the guys at BBI are done with it for a lot less money. So he bought a 996 for like, I don't Those know, it was like, cheap. It was yeah. like eighteen thousand dollars, yeah. and he's throwing forty at it, and right. he'll be at half the price of a new GT. When yeah. do the new GT3s come out? You said, I don't know, probably uh, six months. March. Nine, so six months. So the the current 991 version is going to drop. It's like it's, it's not going to drop yeah, very yeah, yeah. much. If they're one, oh, let's say they're one fifty so. all in right now, yeah. based on you know mileage and condition. Maybe one twenty, probably maybe up to one hundred twenty-five grand. Yeah, no, they're going to come down like twenty. They're not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, one twenty, right. one twenty for that car. I think it's a, a, that's literally the discussion price. I had with Tim yesterday, and, and like one five thousand miles, one twenty-five. It's one in San Francisco right now, one twenty-five. One twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. See that, but like that is awesome. Anything between one hundred and one hundred twenty-five for that car, that's a steal as far as I'm concerned. But they, you've got all those fourteens had their engines replaced. Would you have one of those? What's that? The four teams with the engine replaced? I don't need an engine. Can't make it just sit in you know, and If it was Vroom. replaced. <laughs> if it was replaced. And you can prove that under, you know, prove that in documentation. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, uh, weren't they all replaced? Wasn't like every car stopped first pulled back? Was what was the issue? Yeah, yeah. 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 What was the issue? Crap. They broke. Engines blow up. Yeah. I mean, that they was the fire. Thing. That was it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. But 997.2 GT3s are in the 8590 range right now. What's, what did you say? What? The 997.2. Yeah. Not so, GT3s though. Yeah. What price? Eighty-five ninety. Is that right? Yeah. The RSs are still around the. They're bouncing one sixty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but the regular GT3, yeah. which is which is still an amazing car. Yeah. 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 And that's I mean, an awesome car. And then a you nine nine seven GT3. Yeah. I thought they were going for crazy. But we're not talking. Not the RS though. Not the RS. Not the RS. Huh. That's yeah. interesting. It probably. I mean, if you were looking in the New York market, yeah, they're probably a little up because they're just not as common. But out here, there's a lot more. I'm so. I, I'm. I'm so warped because the guys that you know I clean for, they, you know, all these big shot guys, they spend the ridiculous price on them. Think, oh, that's the value of that car. Well, yeah. technically, yes, that's the value of the car because, could you know, money was exchanged. That's the value of the car. If you pay three hundred thousand dollars for a hundred thousand dollar car, it's the value of the car. Mm-hmm. So on my brain, it gets messed up when I see GT3s there. They pay a fortune for them. The bankers in New York. Yeah, well, because they get exactly the car they want as quick as they want. Right. It. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to look around. They're the guys on the eBay buying $120,000. Right. You know, exactly. we got to go to eBay and look at completed listings, not what it's right. up for, what it's actually selling for. You'll find a lot more unsold than you think. It's kind right. of, it's, it's and then, weird. yeah, you change that over to sold listings and you get an actual value. And right. it's really about, you know, 80 to 90 grand. What about a Miata? You know what? All kidding aside, Spec when Miata. I was at the track, one of the, uh, this, the woman that was there uh, had a Miata and she came out of a... Um, a C5, and she's awesome and great. And, and the Miata, she just—you could just see the way she was talking about it. It was so much so that we were all on our phones looking up Miatas, and they make a, that what's that super version for fifty thousand, mm-hmm. the whatever like straight yeah, out of the factory. Cup, whatever one. it is, yeah. they say it's like the greatest thing in the world. But obviously, you can't you can't drive it around. No. I think a Miata with the motorcycle engine is the best thing ever. 
But you can buy a spec Miata and get a plate for yeah, it. Yeah, you drive can. To the track but then cheapest right. to operate, and you'll learn a lot about cornering momentum and all that stuff. But then I, I'm seriously considering yeah. that. What if you, you you crack one up? You literally just like push it into the woods and mm-hmm. get a ride home. The only problem with the spec Miata is then you are the spec Miata guy, and you're yeah. talking about saving like 0.5 grams on everything. So. Yeah. yeah. They're still, you know what? They're still slow. I'm That's sorry. true. There's, I mean, it's like it's like an FRS. Like everybody's like, "This is the greatest car ever." I'm like, it can't get out of its own way. It's terrible. There's something to be said about that. Where it's I agree. so slow. Where you're like, okay, I, none of us here are going to be race car drivers. Sorry to break the news to us. Oh, right. damn. so like, I want to have a little bit of fun and not be like the last. You know, yeah, right. You know but you, but you don't want to have Porsche turbo fun. But uh, doesn't want to go too fast. Yeah, I don't right. that. Just kind of fast. Yeah. yeah, I don't want anything with a cup holder. Okay. Right. You are from the Northeast. You know we're not allowed to have maximum enjoyment in life. You're allowed Good to be point. middle of the road, and that's best. That's true. Yes. The tall yeah. poppy gets Mike cut down. Mike embodies that perfectly. He's just a middle of the road kind of guy. Uh-huh. Average. See, hey. that's, that's not very nice to say. <laughs> I am perfectly comfortable being mid-pack. That's fine by me. That's fine. I'm fast enough to be most people, which I feel good about. Well, you should be. At least you fast enough in, to be Larry. You're an instructor. Well, that's good for you. That's not saying a whole lot. Of <laughs> Wait, you're faster than Larry? Oh. Yeah. With your car, which is in any car. Oh, in any car. Really? Yeah. Oh. There we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. I yeah. thought, well, I thought you'd been going to the track like every day for a year. I thought you were going to get really, really fast. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm and he, he's the definition of wh- how fast I'm driving, just his word. <laughs> he, he's that I it? trust everything Muscle oh, says. Oh, all right. right. Oh, yes, then fine. It's inherent. Experience. An age. I, I, I wisdom. you remember this moment, Musto. I remember. I remember everything. Loyalty. See, that's what it is. You need to learn about loyalty. Oh, thank you, yeah, doctor. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do. We do. We need. We, I would love to go out with like my best friends and have like that would be and fun. get a bunch of just bone stock Miatas or bone stock bone stock anything. Right. It could be in pallets. Just apples to apples. Yeah, and just go out and have like a days of thunder drive off on the racetrack. But I think that would be amazing. Not new cars. Old beat the shit ones that are all on even playing fields. So oh, totally. Everybody can play dirty. Absolutely, Spec dude. friends. Yeah. Me and you did that. We did the BRZ versus FRS race at Laguna. That was great. Like three years ago. That was great. That was fun. Those was the only cars there that were they pretty much two, even. two of the same car yeah. that were allowed to go on the track. Yeah. Actually, pretty you know what would be good is just carts, but with proper ballast to get everybody at the same weight. I don't like karting. I don't know why. No, I, I can't I kart, dude. I'm, no. kind, I'm kind of with I, all three of you there. It's karting fun. sucks. But no, karting sucks, dude. I mean, I think I'm just old. And I think it jacks me up, Michael. Yeah, like, like your day, back. Like, and, you know. I think it's fun just because you can yell at your friends and they can actually hear you. True. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, but in a race car, you can just go by and give them the finger, too. I mean, that works. They, they get the point. You know? Especially if you're in a turbo and then you can pass Larry all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Here we go. I don't know why you like them. They're so red. So fast. So they, they just untap power so easily. So okay, good. fine. <laughs> turbo. I hate all of you. <laughs> I can't even hear any of you, so you could be making fun of me again, and I don't know what's going on. We never would do that. No. Uh, see some interesting trucks here this year. This year. Yeah, this why, year. Why, why, why? Uh, is, is there it? a huge market for trucks and we just don't know about it? Is that like the middle of yeah, the country? It's, it's but called, not like truck trucks. I mean like that's lifted like yeah. pro trucks. Yeah. 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 That's how they're here. That is the market. That is the market? Yeah. May I introduce you to the city of San Diego? Yeah. Like, that's like a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, the pro trucks, well, dude? I mean, yeah. And all of Texas. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Remember, New York, I mean, we never we see a pickup truck like, you know, they're carrying lawnmowers or something. Dude, <laughs> look, up, like, look up the numbers on F-150 sold per year and then in its lifetime. It is staggering. Unreal. It's, it's hundreds of thousands of units. 80% right. of yeah. these people don't use them as trucks. They take the, they use them as cars to drive their kids back and forth to school because they're like, it's big, so I feel safe. It's a tank, you know. Yeah, because, you know, high center of gravity means you're safer. Oh. I just feel like it's weird. Like I feel like a lot of the cars... A lot of the cars here have gotten t- toned down as far as, like, looking too extravagant. They're getting a lot more 
like subdued but nice and looking real clean. But then the trucks outside are like every part in the catalog is on there. there. Every fucking yeah. thing, body lift, and then tall rims, small tires. Like, and I but just they're don't terrible. Get it. I mean, yeah. they can't. Dr- I mean, they have to be terrible. They have to be terrible. Well, there's a guy outside selling anodized aluminum truck nuts. Really? Yeah. Really? Of course. Yeah. That's not surprising. See, that's not okay. I just want to open up a My Little Pony tent next to him just to piss him off. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what to say. It's, yeah, just a, it's a dick measuring contest for these guys, and it's ridiculous. It's just like the guys that, you know, it's like rolling coal. I just wish they, they built trucks the same way because I think trucks can look really cool. But when they have every part available, right. it's just this mishmash, and it looks kind of like it didn't have a design direction. And I, I think I think the Ford booth, when they try to like do them up a little bit, not the stock one. I think those are cool, mm-hmm. like as opposed to the ones that you're talking about. Yeah, When's this I think cast? I think Ford did it When's right. This, don't know yet. It's going to be a ways off. So, um, but we walked by like leaving here yesterday. There was a basically flat gray Silverado with very little done to it, single cab, and I'm like. That's a good truck. Normal, normal. Such a Florida sport truck, too. Yeah. A little bit. A little Subtlety bit. Subtlety is key. But right? I just like, you know, basic short cab trucks, because that's like what my dad had, and we threw firewood in the back of them. Yeah, because you used it as a truck. Yes. Right? Just basic truck. Yeah, not to hang brass balls off of, like most of these idiots. No. It's, it's idiocy. Well, a lot, of the, a lot of the stuff in here, I, I, you know, part of me really wants to go up to the person and be like, what, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, what was your inspiration for ruining this vehicle? Yeah. And a lot of them are completely ruined. They are. They're, they're terrible. I'm surprised you say that, Mike. Wait, why? Well, you're all about respecting people's story about why they've done something to it. Maybe you oh, ask them. I, I am. However, we all know that there's stuff in here that you're like, ah, ooh, just... I think you should ask them. All right. I think you should go and ask them and say, what have you done and why? Why did you ruin this? Yeah. Well, you can't start with that. Well, I spent three hours at the bottom of a pool one year, and that's how I ended up with this truck. Yeah, I mean, just, I, I, I don't understand it. I really, I just don't understand. Like, I'm not into Civics that are lowered or whatever. I think they're, I, I, I'm not into it, but I respect, I think well, it's no, cool. Well, no, no, here's I'm the excited. deal. It's like, awesome, the whole stance thing it. or whatever like, they want to do. On, do your thing. I, I, I get that yeah. portion of it. Yeah. But some of the stuff is so over the top that I just... I don't know, man. I, I, I just can't wrap my well, head around it. Well, I mean, it. you go home and their house is, like, wrapped in a Troy Lee designed vinyl. And, like, that's how these guys live. Is just, they just, like, more is better. So I'm going to have this giant anodized tow hitch. And then I'm going to paint my diff. And then I'm going to put four dampers on every corner because I need it. And just thing after thing after thing. It's a different thing. philosophy where people are, like, take things away. To make it make beauty, like Magnus's car over there. Yeah, you take things away. Correct. Like, okay, cool. I'm I'm into that. And some people are. How much fire hose stuff can we put on there? I think it's just different philosophy. I don't think yeah. that was right or wrong, but I'm just not down with the fire hose. Part and of plus, it. here, I mean, there's so much stuff. If you got to try to stand out, you can go two ways. You can try to be like, I'll be subtle and hope people notice, or you can be like, oh, I got fucking. But which beans. one sends the right message, though? Well, it depends on the consumer. Yeah, I mean, right? we're I mean, getting the business. That, it depends yeah. on the consumer. If you're selling to someone that wants. To buy all the crap or whatever, you better put all the crap on it. If you're trying, you're trying to buy, you find somebody with a smaller, you know, different type of niche. Mm-hmm. Kind of maybe us, maybe or me, Porsche, like uh, Magnus. That that that's nice. That the way that's nice. Yeah, a little think, subtlety, a little gas cap thing. I right. was like, oh, that's, that's that's like an overall. Like I'm trying to sell an overall car. I guess the trucks. It's like I want you to notice this hitch, so it's blue, and I want you to notice these lights because they're green. Like yeah. these are the things you can buy for your truck. You know, I just kind of well, how how region dependent do you think that is? Region dependent? Yeah. I think it's very region dependent. Hugely. Okay. Hugely. I mean, 
East Coast versus the middle of the country versus West Coast. I mean, it's like, at least for me, selling stuff, it's, it's night and day. It's no. it's and even people, then, there's a wants. different style of like, there's a different style of muscle car build for like the Northeast than there is for Southern California. There's just there's regional differences even where there's similarities extent, on that yeah. stuff. So, but I think one of the interesting things that just kind of dawned on us as we were talking about who you've got to sell to, the really functional good parts that are not gaudy are in this hall, and these are all the big companies with the money to spend on yeah, the big companies. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, and all the true. really gaudy shit are out in the, are out in yeah, the boonies of the, the convention. So mm-hmm. they might be selling a lot of stuff, but they're selling it at $13 a pop rather than going over to KW and they'll be like, that's $4,500, please. Right. You know? Right. That's a good point. I, I think this hall is a really nice hall. If you go, if you actually, is, have you walked yeah. through the other ones? Yeah. No. I mean, it's nice. There's a lot of, uh, how do I say this politically correct, over... The seat, you know, out of this country sort of stuff. Yeah. Where everyone's just like sitting in the booth and it's like, holy crap, how are you making that? It's the same tire as Toyo, but it's. Those you know, are the best. Like, best tire company, super. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's made out of recycled electrical tape. That's yeah. the difference. And then there's also like, that's where stereos are, that's where like little things are for supply chains, too. Yeah. It's just a different. This is, I don't know, different business. And some of them, I mean, legitimately are, are like guys that are in their first or third year in business and. They're, they may be doing good stuff, and they just have not built that thing up. They have not built up the marketing machine, and it's four guys in a warehouse. Mm-hmm. And but the really good ones end up in here, right? You know? I uh, I got contacted by a Chinese tire company, and I wrote back and said I'm looking for clear tires. <laughs> and, and I got a response that was like clear, and like, yes, yeah, clear tires. She's like, I, I, okay, I have to go check. And they went and checked, and they talked to another person, and they went. And Conversations they wrote, were had about yeah, this. Yeah, this is my favorite thing. Right. They wrote back, and they said, we're just trying to make sure we know what you want. I said, I want tires I can see through in this size. And they're like, okay. And they came back a third time, like, we well, don't have that. But just the fact that conversations were had, I was so, I was just so happy. You know what would be fun, though, is getting one of those Chinese tire companies to just throw, like, buy a 240 and then just go, give me all the tires. Yeah. You know, I don't care how good or bad they are. Right. The car is going around a track, and it's just going to destroy them anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for drifting, that's uh, TJ got sponsored by some new company. Yeah, and then I mean, you program drifter, you need tires. That's yeah. a huge. What do you expense. got for that on tires? Well, I got uh, Pilot Sport twos in the front, and Happy Happy Tire Co. in the back. That's right. They have a rating of seven hundred and eighty. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, kind of what you want. So yeah. All right. Well, that's good. That's very good. But where? I mean. This is the top tier stuff in here. I, I've not ventured out into the crazy shit. I mean, have you guys dug through all that? Other no, than- I, I, I don't want to. Yeah. From my perspective, I'll give a two-second thing. There's nothing in the detailing world. I know people roll their eyes, but there's nothing this year that's very... Just kind of everybody's showing up to do what they're supposed to do, but there's no like, holy crap, did you see the thing? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but from my perspective, I'll give you that. There's how many no, different ways can you make a polisher? How many different I mean, ways people, can you They try, believe me. And yeah. they do, like last year was pretty cool. Have you ever thought of doing that? Like, have you ever, when you when you use equipment and when you do stuff like that, do you say, well, I think I could engineer this better, or I wish I had this product would have this functionality to it? And, uh, like, I mean, would you ever go back to the From time to time, yes, but I mean, I mean, I know enough to know that there's just not, I don't have the infrastructure, uh, the machines, engineering background and there's just not enough margins yeah i don't know where we're getting this now we're getting the business stuff but in terms of machines it's it's quantity yeah you got to push a lot of stuff so like no that'd be something where the you know obviously a a company that makes it would contact you and you'd have the ammo branded approved whatever the answer your question yes as a matter of fact then they're here and i said a lot of the parts are manufactured overseas which i'm not like anti that right it just no, the answer is I had I had no interest. But people say, "Hey, we'd love to make the ammo or Larry uh, dual action polisher." Right. 
like groups or groups or something comes at you. Well, no, that they, they, they wouldn't. No, I know, but I mean, if somebody of that caliber came at you, you'd be like, somebody okay. of that caliber, I'd have a conversation, right? You know, a licensing thing or whatever. I'm, I'm aware we're going down this rat hole here, but in terms, of some a, a person in uh, South Hall, right, in a little booth, I don't even know who it was, but that's a perfect example of who it was. Uh, said, hey, here's a polisher, and it was pretty good. It was a, a, a knockoff of a really good one, mm-hmm. um, but I just said, no, I'm not interested. In okay. That was, that was my question. There you go. Did you have you ever relaxed there? <laughs> okay, so owning the entire product line, had it ever had you ever actually even thought about coming here to display stuff? Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, I'm here, but I would never yeah. display here. It's just a different business model. Gracing the show with your presence. What? So gracing the show with your presence. Yes. Why not? I can't hear anything. Okay. <laughs> no, you, you don't I, I'm just saying yes. You could say uh, kill your family. Yes. Well, if you <laughs> like can't that. hear anything, it might be better to just take the headphones off. No, so. Yeah, probably. probably. There you go. Yeah, then yeah. you can actually hear us talking. Oh, that's actually better. Maybe, am I yelling now? No, no, you're fine. I'll let you know you if you're deaf. One ear, deaf. One ear. Yeah. I'll let you know if you're out of whack. So, uh, but uh, what, the, what the hell else? Are you, I know you guys have been here taking meetings. Is there anything that you want to? Yeah. So, about? Mike, what have you been doing? Well, let me tell you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much you. I don't know how much you want to be involved. Well, let's go, Blood Yeah, no, it, it's actually gone really good. We actually have a brand new channel that we're launching called the House of Muscle, which is an evolution of stuff that we've done in the past, but really to the next level. And it's a, it's one. The House of Muscle is a brand new show on a network that you will know soon enough. That's quite large. Um, another thing is there will be a lot of sub shows under that that do everything from. Um, you know, full builds to electronics to installation to products to everything of that nature. So it's been a, a you know, kind of a, a decent-sized road to get here, but the whole purpose was to create something that not only we passionate about, but that all the enthusiasts out there are going to look at and go, holy crap, they really nailed this. They got this right. Yeah. And so, yeah, that look for that, um, you know, end of the month, you know, early December and... Uh, it's like I said. Everything that I've done in the past with my other shows, this is going to be a couple of tiers above that. And well, you have a budget, right? Well, you have a lot of stuff. I mean, not only do we have a, a budget, but we have distribution, and we have you know outside marketing partners, yeah, t-shirts, and, and everything. T-shirts. Well, it's you know it's it's one of those things where we we and Zach knows this. I mean, Zach filmed every episode with you know Big Muscle with me. Um, we we really kind of hit lightning with a bottle with that show from an enthusiast standpoint, and the. And even though that show hasn't been on for over a year, right? Mm-hmm. At least over a year. Yeah. Um, we're still getting three to 500 emails a month from around the planet going, here's my car, take the keys, here's my car, take the keys. Well, you weren't car, going after the, the newest, fastest thing. You were going after interesting. Well, it's, it's all about the content. person. That's a big difference. Yeah, well, that's the whole point, right? I mean, the, the, the whole point of SEMA is to bring the enthusiast into a world that they can kind of personally become a part of. Our whole premise for the House of Muscle was to bring the enthusiasts into a world where we can showcase them and showcase why they love cars and why they love, you know, putting parts on their cars and why they love driving cars. And it doesn't matter if you're toting around in a four-cylinder 74 Pinto, right, or you've got a, a $2 million, you know, Troche Panier hot rod in your garage. It's all about what makes you tick as an enthusiast and what you what you enjoy. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what the House of Muscle is. And so we're just really looking forward to bringing that back out to the public. So just kind of a continuation of the spirit that you had with Big Muscle stuff, but in a bigger way? In a, in a much bigger way, um, a little more grandiose, a little more fun, a, l- a little more of everything. A little more patina? A little more patina. <laughs> a little more patina, Chris. Well played, son. Yeah. So it's, we're really looking forward to it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, just look for that very soon on a 
quite large network that you already know uh, that I can't where, tell you yet. Is there anything we can go look at Lifetime. now? Is com up? Yeah, you can absolutely go to House of Muscle. It's basically a placeholder site right now because we're getting ready to roll stuff out. Um, yeah, but if you want information, go to House of Muscle, thehouseofmuscle.com. Not House of Muscle, thehouseofmuscle.com. And there's a little spot for information that you can fill it out and send it to us, and we will get back to you as far as everything that's coming out, which is quite a bunch. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so we got to start wrapping up here. So the house of muscle. The house of muscle. The house of muscle. The house of muscle. All right, Larry. Where should people go to find your stuff? The heezy amazy. <laughs> <laughs> AmoNYC.com or email me at Larry at AmoNYC.com. I have a, a YouTube page that's uh, wildly popular amongst the car. And what should they search for on YouTube to find you? You can just go to AmoNYC or my name, Larry Casola, and okay. click on the channel. Uh, yeah, you've had the intro to Track Day stuff, which is really cool. Intro to Track Day. I just posted this uh, new garage build, which is going like bananas on YouTube. Yeah, that went well. Which is fun. Um, but yeah, so we're 300 and plus, 303,000, something like that. And Drive and Protect. Drive and Protect. I have Autoblog Wrenched, I'm the host of, yep. and Autoblog Details. Yeah, so if you're a major podcast and detailing geek, Drive and Protect because it's like a master class on that shit. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, all right. On that note, I need to once again thank Magnaflow for hosting us and uh, and the Forza guys for helping us get out here. Uh, go buy a copy of Forza Horizon 3. Lie, cheat, steal. I don't care how you do it. Go on there and play. Uh, and of course, once again, Fanatec for sending out the wheel and pedal setups. Thank you guys. I really appreciate you coming by. It's Thanks, been a crazy week. And uh, this was cleaner than last year's podcast. Yeah, it was. Okay. Poopy.